Behold the Lamb of God. I want to focus today on that word lamb. Now, my experience of lambs is very limited, being a city boy. Right? It limits itself to two. The first was when I was probably about three or four years old for Easter, my mom bought me a little stuffed animal lamb. So that's my first, exam my first experience of a lamb in some sorts. My second is that my father paid for five years worth of piano lessons, and all I can play to this day is Mary had a little lamb. <laughs> for us to understand what John's saying here, we have to understand what his experience of the word lamb is. I think most of us, when we think of calling Jesus the Lamb of God, what might come to our minds is the meekness and the humility of Jesus. Right? But as John declares Jesus the Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world. It's important to understand the context in which he sees lambs. That would be the Jewish context of the Passover feast. And so upon the exodus from Egypt, as Moses leads the people out of Egypt, that night before they're let out, the angel of death comes over. Right? And the firstborn of the Egyptians had their life taken. But what spared the life of the people of Israel was that they slaughtered an unblemished lamb and placed the blood of the lamb on the doorpost. And then the Passover feast that they ate was the eating of that lamb that had been slain. The eating of the roasted flesh of the lamb. And so as John points us to the Lamb of God, he has in mind the forgiveness of our sins through the sacrifice of of Jesus. Now, whether that made perfect sense in John's mind is neither here nor there, but we do know that those words were inspired by the Holy Spirit for him to speak. We just celebrated the Christmas feast. And there's a great image of Jesus being laid in a manger, wrapped in swaddling clothes. I think in many of the popular depictions of the manger, we usually see a wooden manger. But if you visit Bethlehem, the shepherds there will often tell you that it's a stone manger, that the feeding troughs that the animals would eat out of were made of stone. They would last longer. But these shepherds in Bethlehem would have also known of the practice, they needed an unblemished lamb for the sacrifice. And if a lamb is to wander around and feed, it's going to get a little bumped and bruised. 
So they had to keep this lamb perfect. The way that they would do that was that they would wrap the newborn lamb up. Wrap him up in swaddling linen and lay him in a feeding trough in a manger that was made of stone that would protect him against the elements. And so as the shepherds are told this on Christmas night, that you'll find an infant wrapped in swaddling clothes and laying in a manger, what came to their mind immediately was a lamb. Who knows lambs better than shepherds? Last image of a lamb I want to use is the crucifixion itself. When they took these unblemished lambs to be sacrificed before the eating of Passover, they took them right outside the city gates. Jesus, as he sacrificed on the cross, as he brings his life before us, is brought to the city gates. Outside of the city walls, he's sacrificed on the hill of Calvary. It's believed that would have been almost the exact area where the lambs for the Passover were sacrificed. Our Lord's pretty good at imagery. Lastly, at his Last Supper, united with that sacrifice, when Jesus t- says, take this and eat, this is my body. His disciples that are with him know that this is a meal that at that part, the, f- the flesh of the sacrificed lamb is eaten. So for us, as John points us to the Lamb of God, what is it that the priest says, holding up the bread and the wine, elevating it as the body and blood of Jesus at Mass right before we receive the Eucharist? But behold the Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Then we declare our unworthiness. We declare only say the word, and my soul shall be healed. Our reception of the Eucharist is linked to Jesus being the Lamb, to his sacrifice on the cross, to his blood saving us from sin and death. So today we bring our own sinfulness before him. And so let us pray, loving Father, as we bring our sinfulness before you, our own woundedness. We ask that you heal us as we behold the Lamb of God, Jesus, who does take away our sins.